Hey everyone, welcome to episode 10 of The Switch. Thanks uh, so much for checking this show out. Um, and depending on how things go, who knows, maybe in uh, 40 years, uh, either Wes or I will write uh, some sort of scathing uh, expose, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, throwing the other person under the bus, so to speak, about their intellectual career. Uh, what do you think? Who do you, which one of us do you think is more likely to do something like that? Probably me. Um, th- see? Because today I'm not even, I'm not Wes, I'm... Uh, <laughs> I'm tapping into my alter ego, Petty McShaderson. Ooh. And, uh, yeah. See, so. but also, I mean, I feel like, because at least you let some of that out. I feel like you're better able to, like, let that out now. I feel like I, like, who knows, like, I might, like, just keep stuff brewing for, like, 40 years, <laughs> and it's just gonna be, like, the pettiest of petty. Like, it's gonna be, like, oh, this one time, like, they forgot to, like, acknowledge that I used to do a podcast with them. Like, can you believe that? And then, like, mm-hmm. I, but, uh, I mean, in some ways, this whole, like, uh, you know, Dyson, West, like... It, it's hard to even, like, call it, like, feud. I mean, maybe feud is, like, an okay word for it, but it doesn't even feel like it's just kind of, it's just so, so too petty for feud. Yeah, like, like... Like, Hatfields versus McCoys is a feud, like, or, like, a, right. something like that, or, like, the... I never read Rome, Romeo and Juliet, but, like, those two families, uh, you know, like, that's right, a feud. that's a feud. This is just sort of, like... This is two, like, gr- grown people, like, acting like children. And, like, I appreciate, mm-hmm. as someone who wants to go into academics, that, like... You know what? There's a spot. There's a place in time to be there's, childish in academics. Right. And apparently, it's when you're in front of a huge audience. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, <laughs> I like. I actually read a surprising amount of stuff just regarding. I read the piece mm-hmm. and like read people's and listened to different reactions about it. And I think the whole thing where I come down on it is like, it's humanizing. I guess mm-hmm. that like academics or people who public intellectuals or whatever or can be just as petty and like in their feelings about things as uh everyone else um but Mm. at the same time i'm just like next like yeah yeah it's just i mean it definitely i feel like it became a bigger deal maybe just you know i think if in some ways i think um and i don't know why the media portrays it this way but i think like and in, in some way, I'm not saying it's, like, a racial, necessarily mm-hmm. entirely, like, a racial thing, but I feel like, you know, white academics, like, bicker and feud, like, pretty regularly, I think. I don't mm-hmm. know if this is, you know, because these are two, like, pretty prominent, you know, black academics. I think that's right. probably part of it. And, yeah, you know, yeah. The history of the New Republic, even though they're, right. you know, they're trying to, you know, move away from that, and, you know, they have a lot of excellent writers and contributors who mm-hmm. are black or people of color on staff now, but, um, but yeah, that was, I mean, it... I definitely do feel more welcome in the academic community now as someone who's going back to grad school, like, being yeah. like, oh, wow, I can, you so know, be, I you're can late. behave like a exactly. You don't have to, like, bury that. Yeah, you know, no, your, I... Your pettiness doesn't <laughs> have to become latent or dormant. It can just flourish uh, in 10,000 plus words. Just go into grad school first day. Fuck you, fuck you, you're cool. I mean, I probably did that. You know, <laughs> you know. uh, but anyway, um, so obviously... As always, Matt and Wes here uh, yeah. in absentia. Kels is still in San Diego. Spoke with her yesterday for like the first time in months because. Oh I, yeah. Uh, well, I'm not gonna get into that because then I'm in my feelings about it. And I mean, yeah. I, well, this whole episode's gonna be in feelings. She so, and I uh, talk fairly often. I'll just say that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's whatever. She's you know. But uh, anyway, <laughs> we have a lot of petty shit to talk about we do. this week because uh, so, we're we're trying to keep it petty rather than. Deal with some of like the heavier bullshit, right? Uh, but, yeah, uh, not you not can find those other places. Rest assured that it's always go back a few yeah. episodes. Yeah, honestly, like it's a lot of a lot of heavy shit out there in the world, and obviously, yes. um, 
you know, our our uh, our thoughts are with the the people in Nepal and mm-hmm. Tibet and mm-hmm. you know northern India who are dealing with uh, huge earthquake, a seven point eight magnitude quake hit, uh, huge death toll already. Um, our thoughts are definitely with them and everyone working on the recovery effort already. Uh, and uh, I think we were, were both just appreciative of um, more or less of the uh, the Diane Sawyer interview with Bruce Jenner. Um, yeah, we don't. You know, a lot of good things have been said by people already, yeah. and a lot of shitty things have been said by Perez Hilton. Uh, but <laughs> Look, Perez Hilton needs to take his pig ass and go somewhere because I'm just so tired of him. Maybe that, maybe that, maybe that'll be our niche, like trying to like wedge our way, like in between like acceptability <laughs> and Perez Hilton. It's like, look, like yeah. we're still gonna be petty as shit, but right, yeah, but like... it's we're not gonna like say awful shit. No, mostly. Um, yeah, no, I haven't seen it yet, but like you said, uh, yeah. I have read some good things about it, so I plan to yeah. watch it and soon. Definitely tonight. both, you know, Bruce Jenner, you know, definitely a big announcement, you right? Know, and good for like props the for, whole like the only like the most succinct thing I can say is I'm Team Bruce Jenner. Yeah, and, whom, uh, and I, whenever you, people are like yeah. true to themselves, and, I'm here yeah, for. Yeah, and if you're not like unless you're like a shitty person, yeah, then don't be true. And, to yourself, and like, I feel like also like unless you know you know you're part of the trans community or you know you know and you know you personally know Bruce Jenner I feel like that's like the mm-hmm. most important thing to say just like you know yeah. who do you like it's... exactly I did see an interesting tweet from someone I follow and I'll try to find it and like credit the person um but they said that um something along the line of like uh thinking about all the people who are watching the interview like with their families like children oh, yeah. who are like feigning disinterest but are like really like oh yeah I mean it's probably one of those things it's kind of like an ambient thing like maybe not a lot of people like like you know will immediately connect the dots mm-hmm. or not it. yeah or just like, like if there's like some small trans child that has not come yeah. out yet and they're like for them this is like that like this cultural well, touchstone and cause a couple episodes back we were talking about jazz and mm-hmm. the, you know how great that story was and exactly you know certainly it'd be great to keep building on this momentum cause I feel like you know, between the visibility of people like Laverne Cox, mm-hmm. Jazz, and now um, Bruce Jenner, I think, um, you know, we're making, like, pretty good, I think, like, headway into, like, having a better conversation as a country around uh, yeah. issues um, that affect trans individuals. Um, we're definitely on the two steps forward yeah, part yeah. of the one step if, back Yeah, thing, if, if Perez Hilton is the step back, then... <sighs> but you know what? It's always been like that. That's nothing new, unfortunately. Yeah, no, but um, a lot of other petty shit to get to. Let's get into it. Let's do it. So, like I said, uh, when we introduced ourselves, uh, today I'm Petty McShaderson. I'm still Matt, but and the petty uh, you know, it's that's fine. <laughs> so the first thing we're gonna talk about today is uh, Chris Evans and Jeremy Renner uh, having to apologize for calling uh, the Black Widow character. Um, a slut in an interview that they did uh, with somebody. I think let's the... see if I I don't remember who it was with, but they like mm-hmm. did an interview and they had to apologize and whatever about the actual comment because like it's stupid for reasons that are really obvious. Like it's just whatever. Yeah. Their apologies though, or yeah. more specifically, Jenner, Jeremy Renner's apology. So Chris Evans says yesterday we were asked about the rumors um, that Black Widow wanted to be in a relationship with. Both Hawkeye and Captain America, we answered in a very juvenile and offensive way that rightfully angered some fans. I regret it and sincerely, sincerely apologize. Now, you shouldn't ever say stupid things in the first place, but we all do. And I feel like if you're going to have an apology, that's pretty much the form you want to take when you have one. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Renner, however, said, 
I am sorry that this tasteless joke about a fictional character offended anyone. It was not meant to be serious in any way, just poking fun during an exhausting and tedious press tour. So this is first your classical, like, I'm not sorry for what mm-hmm. I said. Um, I'm sorry for how you perceived it type thing. And I'm just like, I'm so over weak ass apologies. Like, y'all yeah. have got to be better. Um, yeah, that's, cause that's like actually do- a skill we teach, like, preschoolers. Right. Like, if if you're like, going to say sorry, mean it. Say sorry, mean it. And like, and if you're not going to mean it, you're an actor and you've, I think yeah. you're nominated for an Oscar, so like I'm sure you can feign See, a better apology than that. Like I feel, fake your way through it, yeah, and to be convincing. But at the same time, I also feel. I mean, I feel like Jeremy Renner and Chris Evans, like their most compelling like acting thing is just that they're muscly. Like I, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't like none of them like grab me as actors. Like I don't think like you're gonna like throw them up there in like a in a drama or something like a, a very serious yeah, drama in a lead role. Like I feel like. You know, I did like Chris Evans in, in Snowpiercer. I thought that was good. Yeah, but I've never really yeah. been like. I guess that's although that was more actiony, that, I feel like I think yeah. that still played to his like muscly idiot strengths. Like, I mean, that's true. Like you wouldn't, like if you were cast in a movie of the same tone as like Selma or something, you'd be like, okay, well this oh, is yeah. out of out of uh, the wheelhouse they and see how this goes. The emotional. Range. No, and Jeremy Renner, I feel like. But I feel like he's even a rung below. Like he's not right. even the main character in he's the not. Avengers. Yeah, he plays the guy with arrows. Like you need to watch what you're saying exactly, because yeah. they'll recast her ass. Look yeah. what happened to Terrence Howard after the mm-hmm. first Iron Man movie. Mm-hmm. They like you know what we're gonna call Don Cheadle, and yeah. I feel like Jeremy Renner can easily be replaced by um, any basic. Ass yeah, like find like a muscly guy with brown hair and which right. is <laughs> which is like a which is most, <laughs> which of, most Hollywood, of yeah. So like, but um. So anyway. Jeremy Renner, um, we're trying to look out for your career. We're good agents. Yeah, clearly. exactly. Because you you clearly yeah. need new people. Um, and then like the second thing I'll say about it is like he used a, like the excuse that it was an exhausting and tedious press tour. Like I'm sure that's true, but like this is part of your job to do yeah. press for the movies that you're getting paid hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars mm-hmm. to do. So like. Just, you need to be better. I don't know. Yeah, That's really like, does the that only mean, does, advice I can give. Like, does that mean you need to, like, remind assistants to, like, go get you, like, a coffee or something, like, before you sit down? Like, right. Like, I, and honestly, like, how long are these press tours? Like, you know, you don't visit every city in America. Like, every right. te- theater showing exactly. the Avengers. And, like, I'm sure the questions that they get are pretty yeah. similar across, like, people who interview them. So just give the same yeah. answer every time. Oh, yeah, and, like, because what, you probably... When a huge movie comes out, you probably, you know, have a New York premiere, maybe an L.A. premiere, maybe mm-hmm. for like something like The Avengers, London maybe or, London, Global, right. maybe somewhere, you know, China's like Tokyo, big hard, or, yeah. or China. Somewhere, yeah. yeah. Like, four inter- like, how many interviews have, you know, like, the numerous know. presidents given, any right. number of authors, and, like, I feel like they can, like, hold it together. Like, they can hold in, like, any sort of, like, fratty idiot instincts long right. enough to, like, you know, answer bland questions. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, so, so that's really all that <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, I think just the, yeah, it's, it's just kind of like troubling, like, cause again, like, you know, when we talk about like geek or like comic culture, mm-hmm. I feel like the, there's just like so much like vitriol there that like, it doesn't really make sense. Like it, it sometimes like it casts itself as like this outsidery thing and then right. yet has like very like harsh walls and you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we have these things like when we cast, you know, like people of color in roles that like you know, at least were originally, like, the original character was conceived as a white person. Right, like, or, the fanta- new Fantastic Four. Yeah, or, like, the, you know, the, um, I know Spider-Man, I think, you know, they've... Oh, uh, right. You know, they've, they have a series with, um, you know, uh, a young black oh, man. Oh, Miles the, Morales, is, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And, yeah. and, you know, we have, we have those issues. We just have the issues, you know, with, uh, you know, like bullshit things like Gamergate and stuff, which mm-hmm. is like tied into like this whole like geek comic culture of right. like, it's like, you know, you're not allowed in our clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is like the outsider clubhouse, but you're too outsidery cause right. you know, you're not like a white male who was picked on or something right. like, right. And there's like a broader, uh, important point there is like, even uh, societies or cultures on the margins still have the shades yeah. of problems. In oh, in yeah. Broad yeah. society. Yeah. Like, just because you got, like, bullied or... Like, I mean, if you think about, like, ha- just thinking back about high school, like, or maybe more, like, junior high, but, like, how common was bullying? Like, so many people, mm-hmm. like, engage in casual bullying that, like, the, like, right. oh, I got picked on thing is, like, that doesn't, like, really carry that much water for you to continue to be, like, mm-hmm. a shitty person as an adult. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, like, you know, like, someone, like, made fun of, like, your acne or something. It's like, and then you probably went and, like, made some fun of someone for their weight or something. So, like, let's, right. like, all admit that we were terrible people who yes. bullied, like, I feel like 5% maybe of, like, middle schoolers, like, are, right. like, genuinely good people at that age. And so exactly. they they can be the ones, like, at the, the clubhouse door being, like, not your shithead. Yeah. But uh, I'm certain, beyond that, so like, yeah. That's... So th- <laughs> But now to to uh, another. Uh... So now the next petty thing on my list of petty things to talk about. So um, it came out this week that Ransun Ransun Rand Paul's <laughs> son, Rand Paul, uh, Republican candidate for president uh, next year, mm-hmm. or you know whatever, or he, until someone offers him a book, <laughs> yeah, something or a Fox News deal. Yeah. Anyway, his son. William Hilton Paul, which I'm going to pause right there because that's the fucking whitest name ever. That's really bad. It's like, I think the only other whiter name I can think of would be like Jonathan Daniel Patrick. Like if you yeah, have three first names. I actually names, like... There's probably a Jonathan Daniel Patrick I feel like in it, Boston. I need to shut my mouth. When those names like... <laughs> when those names like roll off your tongue, just like a goop of mayonnaise, just like... <laughs> um, mayonnaise, Wonder Bread. Anyway, mm-hmm. so he... Uh, so I guess he got arrested for a DUI or cited or whatever. Um, so there's just a few things here that I think are funny. One, he collided with a parked car. So it's like, not only were you drunk driving. That's really bad You at were like, driving. you hit a parked car. Like, let's, I don't mean to make like light of junk driving and like accidents that happen, but at least like do better, not do better. That's not the right way to phrase that. But like, but, if you're going to no, hit I, something, hit something that's moving. Yeah, I feel. <laughs> I'm going to hell after this episode. No, but, I, but like, I do, I do see the, like, that's just. It's like a parked car. The, the, like, I mean, and fortunately, like, I've never been like foolish enough to like do this, but like, mm-hmm. I think. I just don't, I don't understand, like, how blitzed you have to be to, like, actually, like, veer into something that right. is not moving. Exactly. Like, that's, I mean, and obviously was not at the scene of this, thank God, because I don't, yeah, I'm tired of, like, hanging out around people who do foolish ass shit like this, but, uh. And so the next thing is, uh, so the vehicle he was in was not his, and there was no insurance on the vehicle, and so when I wrote notes on the article, mm-hmm. I was like, is it stolen? Well, you know, I mean, I think so. Rand Paul's made a career that he doesn't want like gun- gu- government interference in anything. So maybe he is also, you know, he doesn't want insurance. Oh, okay. You know, maybe well. he doesn't want insurance to interfere or like police to interfere with investigations of like, you know, whose car this was. Like, why was he behind the wheel? So maybe like that's like a broader. Sh- maybe that's what we'll have with like a Rand Paul presidency. Like, you know, mm. when you know when someone is drunk and like steals your car and crashes it, like maybe just like the government should be hands off and just be no, like let the free market, let you know, handle itself. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
that's not the America I'm going to live in, so I'm going to go no. live somewhere else if that happens. But, yeah, I mean, I, I still think, I mean, and this is the way I feel, have felt about, like, a number of Republican primaries, is mm-hmm. I feel like it's just, like, a bid to see who, to how high you can drive up the advance on your next book. Yeah, like it's true. I think, like, like, realistically, like, at best, like, the people currently in the ring, like, are hoping to be vice president. If that's even better than getting a million dollar book deal, I don't know. I don't. I mean, yeah, you'd I have mean, to ask Joe. Yeah, Biden. I mean, he seems <laughs> to have had a good time. Yeah. but at the same time, that is know. true. This is true. A lot of nice onion articles about him washing his car. Right, and he's a <laughs> meme now in like yeah. multiple ways. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else here was uh, of note. He refused a breathalyzer and blood test, which I guess I understand why you would do that. You but like, we already know you're drunk. That. Yeah. So it's the, just like, might as well just not yeah. be shit and be like, how high is my blood? Yeah, I mean, like, content? you are within your rights to do that. And I have heard, like, you know, if you know you'd fail, it's it's better to refuse it, I guess. But, like, oh. but it, at okay. the same time, I didn't it's know still, that. it's, well, I mean, it, it doesn't, it's not as though it helps you. It's just, I guess right. you can, like, plausibly say, like, oh, well, I didn't take a breathalyzer, but I think, okay. like, Every judge is like, because you refused, because you mm-hmm. knew you were going to fit. Like, right. Well, he failed a field sobriety yeah. test, which I almost feel like those things aren't that hard to fail. And I only say this because I've drunkenly given myself one. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is actually part of the test, but, like, the pat your stomach and rub your head thing. Touch or maybe your nose. Touch your nose. Like, I've been able to do those things drunk, which is probably just saying too many things about myself. But Experience. I just mean, like, Practice walking in a straight line, like... yeah. I feel like these things aren't... But, you know, he maybe he was just completely I mean, it, off his it's, ass. It's also possible maybe he can't... Maybe he's just too dumb. Maybe he can't walk in a straight line. He kind of looks dumb in this yeah. photo. Which, I realize he's probably under the influence, but he looks, like, slightly inbred. Mm. Um, you know, it's Which, this is there. unrelated to that. Well, he looks slightly inbred. I guess that's still true. But, like, I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm not saying... This is separate from... Uh, William Hilton Paul. But, like, have you ever noticed that, like, people, like, racist people from the South always look a little inbred? And they all, and by that, I mean, I feel like they all look the same. And then you also have, like, the very inbred, like, British royalty. It's weird. Like, you're at at the margins of of whiteness, you know, like, the most (laughs) white thing, you know, was it Harry and William? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, basically looks like, you know... You took a bunch of sand at the beach, poured some right. glue on it, stretched it out, and made a prince. Mm-hmm. And then at the other end of the margin, you know, and maybe I shouldn't speak ill of those people because I think, you know, my family comes from closer to that than British uh, royalty. But well. at the same time, you know, not offended, like, because it is true. This, I mean, it's just, if this is a, this person, is my opinion. <laughs> I'm just being petty today. I've just committed to that. But, so. at, it, no, that's true. Although, I think. Probably, I'm, I am curious, like, what, you know, what sort of forces were at play that were, you know, white people were like, oh, no, I'm going to be inbred rather than, you know, it's like, what mm. is, you know, what's so great about, like, your own genetics and whiteness that, like, somehow it's better to, you know, have a child with, like, 11 toes mm. than, but, you know, these are... I don't have the answers. No. Well, you know, that's what science is for. That's... And, you know, maybe uh, Rand Paul one day can use his, like, uh, fake ophthalmology. Uh, he has a doctor, right. He, doctor. His, like, not actual certification... Uh, based oh, on what actually well he like created his own certification oh. like he he didn't want to like go through the government or whatever just like a true libertarian yeah he, he made his own like regulation for ophthalmology which like okay maybe that's entrepreneurial or maybe just like you're a really shitty doctor yeah or both you know probably well, both. yeah a lot of people uh you know but we're just like you know putting ideas out there you know exactly yeah we're not saying he's definitively a shitty doctor but it it, it could it, be very he much. He decided to run for Congress yeah. instead of continuing to be a doctor. So yeah. he must not have been that good. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, I think um, maybe this is as good a time as any for for a break. Yeah, we can take a break and then we, we can come back. <laughs> refill the pettiness. We can refill the pettiness and we can come back and uh, discuss Ben Affleck. Ooh, stay tuned. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to us here at the Switch. Just want to let you know you can find us on Twitter at theoishow and on Tumblr at theoishow.tumblr.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud. You can find back episodes in the most recent episode at soundcloud.com slash theoishow. Um, and on the Twitter and Tumblr, you can find links to our personal accounts, interact with us, and see what we're up to and what's coming up for the next couple of shows. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Switch. I'm Petty McShaderson. Still Matt. And we're going to talk about Ben Affleck now, as promised. Yes, I've, I'm sure you all waited with beta breath through that uh, little interlude. It's like, oh man, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> and now you don't have to. So clearly we're just going to be giving our opinions on the only thing Ben Affleck related, which is that shitty Batman vs. Superman trailer. Look, can we... Okay, so I pride myself on being a nerd and like really <laughs> into superhero movies um, and getting into comics. And like I watched the trailer for the Ben Affleck, uh, or that's not name of the movie man, but yeah man the new movie they're doing with the two of them batman and superman and it just looks so bad <laughs> it looks yeah. so bad and i'm just like who thought yeah this was a good idea but um you know i guess ben affleck maybe ben affleck didn't want us to talk about how shitty that trailer was and so thanks yeah. to the sony leaks you know right. We have he has he has a he has an opt out. He doesn't have to talk <laughs> like about Sony has ruined so many lives. Or like not yeah. Sony, but the leaks have well, ruined so And did you see lives. but there was like that really like petty post and I hope like someone at Jezebel like answered for this, but like it was like they went through like Amy Pascal who obviously her, a lot of her emails said shitty things, right. but it like went through who like her Amazon purchase history and they oh, were really? like these are, yeah, these are like her like personal like beauty habits and it's like See that's not Yeah, like let's you, not like yeah. How like, is that even like I know it's like Jezebel's more of a gossip site and yeah like or like I, the, some of the posts are gossipier but who that's not a word but who yeah, that, gives a shit yeah like, and that's let, not newsworthy in any way no I, and yeah and, and it's also just like of all the things like through the sony like like that's the thing you like you're you're gonna focus on like right? are, are, are we already like scraping the bottom of the barrel in terms of like the shitty things at sony that we're just like literally going through like amy pascal's like right it was like literally like they were commenting on like i think like the pubic hair dye or something that she purchased and it's just like yeah, and it's just like, what are you doing? What are you, like... That's just... It's but, not cute. Well, no, who it's... Who cares? No, it's like... Like, Amy Pascal is probably not a person I want to spend time with based on, like, the things she says behind the scenes. Uh-huh. Not that she would have any interest in hanging out with a 23-year-old, probably. I mean... But... Probably not. <laughs> I mean, but, maybe that'll come out in the next... But now I'm just like... The company. Like, don't be in her... Like, that's like snooping through her trash. Like... Right. Like, if you want to do that, why are you going through her Amazon purchase history? But anyway. We digress. <laughs> yeah. Back to another shitty thing. Okay. So, I just need to, I feel like I need to say this, even though I know they can't hear it. Uh, the microphone's not picking it up, but my stomach keeps growling. Mm-hmm. So, if I stop um, partway through and start laughing, or like, whatever, just understand, listeners, that that's what's happening. My body is trying to tell me things. It's responding to the pettiness. It is. It's like... <laughs> it's like, this is acid reflux. This stop. is what you get. Um, and so, just to give a little bit of summary, Ben Affleck did the show Finding Your Roots, hosted by uh, Henry Louis Gates Jr. He's a professor at Harvard, right? He is. He's he- the one that got stopped in 2009 by the Harvard police because they thought he was trying to break in his house. Oh, and, and then Obama we had the beer summit. Stupid, and we had the beer summit. And, <laughs> and hashtag, nothing... And everything in America was perfect. Right. Hashtag uh, race relations in America. Anyway... <laughs> 
Um, so he was on the show, and the other people on it for that episode were uh, actor Candy Alexander, uh, former NAACP president Ben Jealous, um, and then Ben Affleck. And so um, you probably read about this if you read things on the internet or are active on social media, but he tried to, Ben Affleck basically tried to suppress the fact um, that I guess one of his ancestors uh, owned slaves. Mm-hmm. And so Jezebel, or this is Gawker, this is from Gawker, they published, I guess, what the interview, like the interviewer missing script would have been mm-hmm. if that segment had been aired. I guess it leaked or something or someone released it. I don't actually know. So anyway, I'm going to read some parts of the interview and then we'll editorialize as we do. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, so I guess the first thing that they ask or that they talk about is, or this was, this would have been voiceover mm-hmm. is that, um, so Ben Affleck's third great grandfather, Benjamin Cole was living in Savannah, Georgia at the time. He was one of the most prominent citizens, wealthy landowner, blah, blah, blah. And then, so Ben Affleck goes on to say that he didn't realize that he even like, had any Southern roots at all. Mm-hmm. So he thought that was remarkable. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. Like, I feel like if you can trace your roots, like, to America or, like, any immigrants in, like, mm-hmm. the late 1800s, early 1900s or beyond, like, it's pretty safe to assume that you have Southern roots. But that's not really, like, yeah, like, I mean, that's not that exciting of a thing. I'm just like, okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this. like, just, like, knowing the flow of people, like, after, yeah. you know, like, after basically right. the, the South's economy was, like, you had to, re, you know, restructure following, mm-hmm. you know, the end of the, the slave-based economy. You right, know, like, like it, that's not even that yeah, surprising. Yeah, there were a lot of people left the South. We had the Great Migration, you know, mm-hmm. it was a huge part of that, and then, I'm t- as we can see, plenty of white people also left the South. Right, exactly, and so... Um, so now here comes the revelation, or what would have been the revelation had this actually aired. Uh, so there's a voiceover again, and then Gates says, this is the slave schedule of the 1850 census. In 1850, they would list the owner of slaves in a separate census. And then Affleck goes, there's Benjamin Cole, owned 25 slaves. And then Gates says, your third great-grandfather owned 25 slaves. He was a slave owner. And then so it talks about how this put uh, Ben Cole in the top 10% of all slaveholders because most mm-hmm. only, uh, yeah, only owned 20 or more, or owned, most people owned fewer than 20 slaves. So, and then Ben Affleck goes, God, it gives me this kind of sagging feeling to see a biological relationship to that. I assume that that's how a lot of people feel. That's fine. Um, and then he goes that like, he says, um, you know, it's one of those things that we try to separate ourselves from things like these and you know it's just dry history uh, but it shows us there's still a living aspect like a personal connection to the history and I think that like it's so funny that he tried to cover this up because I feel like just that quote that I paraphrased demonstrates yeah. that he understand that it's like there's a deeper understanding or like yeah. that you need to reckon with your history instead of choosing to squash it and like yeah I thought that like just the interview overall like what would have aired had you know Ben Affleck hadn't been like covered this up but, like, it wasn't anything that serious. No, like. and, and yeah, I think because it's so easy, like, to, to look back at things. In, and it's not just, you know, on top of slavery, but mm-hmm. if you look at things, you know, other atrocities that right. know, one group of humans has enacted on another, like, it's so easy to just be like, oh, you know, you know, it's just like this, like, amorphous evil or mm-hmm. something. And, like, and I'm not saying, like, this isn't me saying, like, there's no such thing as evil. Like, right, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I'm not a metaphysicist or something. I'm not, you know... I haven't figured out what good and evil are and all that jazz, <laughs> but um, but I think you know it's like 
you can talk about evil and stuff, but like there's everyday people who make up the evil, you know, right. like, you know, you know, evil doesn't, it, you know, evil's not like, you know, some monster out of like a Ghostbusters movie that just sort of like, you know, pops around and it's like, right. oh, hey, I'm evil. Like, exactly. I'm gonna fuck it just, up. doesn't emerge from like some state yeah, of nature. It, right. Yeah, it like comes out of like everyday decisions by people. So mm-hmm. like, you know, people in the South, an everyday decision, you know, mm-hmm. if you were affluent and white would be like, you know, like, am I going to purchase more slaves this year? Right. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so, yeah, like it, especially because actually I wasn't, I didn't know like he, he had made those kind of like you know, reflective quotes even right. in the transcript. Like, exactly. It's like, if yeah. That's a good word. Like, it's reflective. Like, it just shows that you mm-hmm. weren't like, oh, man, like, he was a shitty person, but this isn't like me. Like, like it's, like, it's reflective, like you said, and yeah. it shows that he, I think, or it seems like he would have an understanding that, like... Mm-hmm. And even, like, in, in terms of, like, when we talk about, like, you know, like, the, I guess, the, the treatment of slaves, like, you know, it just, like, runs the gamut, and, like, the entire mm-hmm. institution of slavery was evil, mm-hmm. but, like, even within that, there's so many, like... There's so much, like, space, like, in terms right. of, you know, for people, so it's, like, you know, some of them, it was, like, I guess they were, like, thinking, it was, like, oh, this is, like, my economic interest or something, mm-hmm. and other people were probably, like, oh, you know, this group of people is just inferior to me. Right. Probably a lot of people, because I think yeah, that was just the, the discourse the at that yeah. time. Yeah, right. So there was just, like, you know, we can talk about the evils of a system and, like, the people who have, you know, who are living inside of it, and mm-hmm. it just so happens that in the system, you know, Ben Affleck's ancestor had could have had the power to do more to end a system like slavery. Right. Being exactly. A, you know, wealthy and apparently like the county sheriff too. Right, Ex- right. So all that, and then even just like a more basic point, like let's think about the mathematics here. This is a third great-grandfather. Mm-hmm. If I did the math correctly, you have 16 great-great-great-grandparents, three greats, whatever that mm-hmm. is. You have 16, so it's like one they can only find one relative that had slaves, like, I guess that's pretty good, good for you. But that also, it's just like, this thing is so far removed from you personally, I don't understand why you would be, or I guess I would understand why you'd be embarrassed, but I don't understand why you would be embarrassed on top of also trying to cover it up. Like, I know earlier, I think in the same season, um, Anderson Cooper was also, mm-hmm. like, interviewed, and they found that his uh, family, or, like, some of his ancestors owned slaves, and I think it's just, like, I don't know, like, I don't think any person in America... Uh, mm-hmm. is surprised that, like, if you go back far enough for, like, most people, they mm-hmm. probably own slaves. Like, I was even, like, I wrote this down in my notes. I was like, you know what? It's, you can, genealogy is such a weird thing. Or not yeah. a weird thing, but it's, like, such a trip. Because I'm like, if you go back far enough in my lineage, that's not a word. <laughs> if you go back far right, enough in right. my lineage, I'm sure you can find, like, some of my ancestors own some of my other ancestors. Like, it's just, like, yeah, and that's it, the history of America. And, like... Well, it was, um, because it was the name of the politician oh strom thurmond he was like you uh-huh. know the big like segregationist and then maybe it was like after he passed away or something but it came out that he actually you know fathered a biracial child right uh you know with with a black woman and, right and you know it was like this like you know like huge to do and it's like well i mean like you know like obviously I, and i don't know the circumstances you know mm-hmm. under which maybe it was like you know obviously it was out of wedlock it was never right. like you know he never i think attempted to raise the child as like a, a child of his own mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know it's i mean there's just like you know, we can we can go through history and, you know, obviously, I mean, one of the many atrocities I'm sure that was visited on enslaved people, uh, particularly, you know, enslaved women would probably be rape. And so, and right. then the, oh, know, definitely. the yeah. you know, reproduction through that and, mm-hmm. and how that, you know, impacted, you know, it's just, yeah, it, it just like makes me think like, you know, we, we have like, I feel like this, 
I don't know what it is that would make someone like try to cover up like something that their yeah. ancestor did. Exactly. Like, it's like, just like I don't think anybody would like be like, yeah. Oh, Ben Affleck, he ain't shit. Like we can't yeah. like or work with him anymore because it, And the real trip is that like they talk about that according to this transcript, they talk about that slavery or him his answers to owning slave parts like a very small part of the interview. And then like it goes on maybe a couple of sentences later they start talking about Ben Affleck's mom who fought for civil rights yeah. and um like when he was a child in, in the 60s. And mm-hmm. so, and it's I just mean, like, frankly, I guess I'm more interested in your immediate mm-hmm. uh, ancestors' behavior yeah. than like some great-grandparent that... Yeah, and, and I mean, in some ways, you know, because it's also interesting because, you know, Affleck grew up in Cambridge, and so mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know where his, you know, his mother was working at the time, but, mm-hmm. I mean, Boston was... There was a right. lot of reaction against civil rights, yeah. you know, we, looking in the busing and stuff, so I mean... I just, it's just so baffling, like, you know, like, you can, again, like, when we talk about, you know, things today, even, like, the Mm -hmm. issues of today, like, police brutality and stuff, you know, obviously, there are, you know, cops that are, you know, huge scumbags, but even, like, the cops that aren't, like, they're part of a system that, you know, uh, you know, polices bodies based on how they're grouped in, you know, in racial groups, and so, you know, it's, you know, whether or not, like, a, a, you know, we call, like, one cop, you know, evil or something, or whether mm-hmm. or not, you know, a politician who, you know, uh, you know, actively supports, you know, the prison industrial complex or, right. you know, right. the prolifer- proliferation of war um, on black and brown bodies overseas. Right. You know, it's it's just, like, so baffling, like, this, um, you know, we just, we don't have, like, this way of, like, this, this conceptual framework almost, like, where we have to, like, you know, talk about things at an individual level, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I understand, like, that's, you know, for story purposes, it is powerful. Like, right. you know, no one, like, wants to hear, like, the, the story of a system. You right. Know? That's why, like, no one really, you know, gave two craps about, you know, like, uh, when Upton Sinclair wrote The Jungle, like, no one really mm-hmm. wanted to, like, read about, like, oh, you know, they were just, like, intrigued by, oh, my God, like, people are dying and falling into the vats and, right. you know, these, uh, you know, these meatpacking plants. They don't care about, like, how, you know, the great socialist revolution will change everything. Like, right. The, you know, the individual story grabs us. And so, in some ways, it is, you know, frustrating that we had to wait until, uh, you know, some leaked emails to come out. Because I think, mm-hmm. you know, it, this could, this, I think it still is grounds for a productive conversation about, yeah, no, it definitely ha- is. you know, about race and, you know, about the, you know, the history of race. And right. I think that's, you know, so important, you know, because when we talk about things like not just the income gap, but the wealth gap, like we do have to go back through history and talk mm-hmm. about, you know, like, well, if, you know, the Af- somewhere in the Affleck family, like, accumulated wealth, you know, first and foremost off the labor right. of enslaved people. It's like, right. you know, the descendants of those enslaved people, like, would they be better off today, you know, if mm. their ancestors were compensated fairly for their labor? Even, mm. you know, at the shitty, you know, fair labor compensation right. of the, you know, the 1850s. Right. And, you know, and we, I think as a country, if we do want to, you know, actually, you know, be at a point where, you know, we aren't, you know, faced with the same levels of, you know, racial, you know, oppression and brutality that we, we see today, like, we do have to, you know, go back through our history. Exactly. You know, we... Right. And if any of you were just confused by Matt, what Matt just said, the first thing you need to do is get a dictionary and look up systemic, <laughs> and then go back and I'm listen re- to what he yeah. just said. I feel... I feel and I then f- look up institutional... <laughs> <laughs> and then listen again to what he said, and then go to the library and pick up some books. I do, pre- I do appreciate that you, because that's like one of my tensions. I feel like is I, I feel like sometimes I'll that is like a personal tension for me. Like 
that I use words that I feel like I picked up at a liberal arts institution. Oh, and, I didn't mean your vocabulary. Oh, I just no, meant no. people like are just they. But at the same too, time, it, but <laughs> it is also at the same point though. You know, like especially as someone you know who is fortunate in that you know I was able to go to an institution where I could learn you know mm-hmm. about how I as a white person benefited from systemic and institutionalized forms of oppression. Like mm-hmm. I should, you know, probably also do a better job breaking down those terms. I feel like because you know clearly you know. Not every white person in America, despite, you know, what Brooklyn tells you, is going to, like, a liberal arts institution. <laughs> what Brooklyn tells you? <laughs> yeah, for some reason, that I threw shots at Brooklyn. That was good, though. I liked it. <laughs> Take that, Williamsburg. <laughs> God. But, um, but no, I mean, but anyway, so back to, I think, the central point. Uh, yeah. You know, I can work on, you know, my discourse another time. That's another no. show. But, um... That was a great breakdown. But, uh, you know, I think, yeah, so... I think we do need to grapple with that. And as and I was talking with Wes behind the scenes, like, you know, part of that is probably going to be examining, you know, I need, I do need to like look up my own family roots, I'm sure at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I was reading, it's interesting, um, you know, recent piece about, you know, like, I guess like the genealogy test or something and yeah. and how they're big in some communities. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that it, uh, I'm not sure of the identity of the author, but they were particularly talking about how, uh, you know, companies that market towards, you know, African-Americans and talking about, oh, we can, you know, trace back to, um, uh, right. you know, perhaps like, you know, where in Africa yeah, like your families came from and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and like how, you know, it is like personally meaningful, but also like the flimsiness and genealogical records, you know, because right. of, you know, how different populations mix, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, anyone who's done like a Punnett Square and high school bio knows, you know, right. like about how traits work and how, you know, like, it, I think at the end of the day, like, it could perform, provide, uh, you know, a helpful narrative to better understand yourself. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, just, like, the flimsiness and, like, not putting, like, too much stock in these things and how, right. you know, how these companies, like, over-inflate yeah, what they and, can tell you. Right, exactly. And to that point, and then even also the Ben Affleck thing, like, how uh, biology is not determinative, determinative oh, yeah. of anything. So, like... Yeah. Let's just remember that, folks. Like... I was, you know, it's, like I said earlier, genealogy's interesting, like, I think Obama and George W. Bush are, like, 16th cousins or some shit like that. Yeah. So it's just, like, yeah, you can who trace... you were related to way back when, or share a common ancestor with, mm-hmm. means less than, like, facing, uh, or, like, understanding how you've benefited in a systemic way. Absolutely, yeah, I think, yeah, because, you know, if you go back far enough, I, well, I, I have no idea how many, you know... I'm not going to get into Adam and Eve versus, like, evolution, but, like, you know, like, there's, especially for people who have, you know, mm-hmm. who go on to presidencies, like, so many of them, like, you know, you don't get to be president just by just being anyone. Right. Like, you know, maybe I need to, like, look back at, you know, my family history and see if I'm, like, closely enough related to anyone to, like, ever one day become president or something. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the real hallmark. Maybe you don't just need to be 35. You also need to, like, know a guy who knows a guy whose cousin, you right. know, could run for president or yeah. something, something like that's that. That's probably it. But, um... Maybe we'll have to report back on that. I don't know. We will. Uh, <laughs> we'll get our. We'll start our yeah. investigative journalism. And then, make, who knows? Maybe in like twelve years, branch. when we're when we're both old enough, we can. <laughs> this will be a presidential ticket. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> we're already disqualified for office based on what we said on the show alone. They'll be like digging up old things. Be like, they, they won't even have to dig that far. Yeah. Like, the so, internet is forever. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I hope you're appreciating all our our pettiness because we're we're yes. screwing ourselves out of higher office. We are day in and day out. I like think about all the things. I don't even have anything that bad on the internet, but I'm just like, hmm. 
couldn't like actually run for office because. Can you imagine if like um, somebody would find I don't know, something? Somewhere. I don't know if we're you because you grew up in I don't know if Texas there's like the same affinity for like AM and AOL and, you know like yeah. the, and away messages and all that stuff mm-hmm. but so much petty stuff going on in away messages or God. I feel like I don't know if MySpace probably still has my data and like all the dumb things oh, I said sure. as a freshman in high school. Like it was, oh, I don't it, want to know yeah. what my my space. Oh god. Oh yeah. See, we're we're I should we should stop talking because we're just like yeah. letting companies know how to we're blackmail just us. Just digging the hole deeper. deeper. <laughs> I'm just gonna get a bill from like I don't even know what MySpace is in the business of anymore. It's just gonna be like some co- foreign company bought the data and it's like, hey yeah, so if you don't want uh all the things <laughs> so you said on the internet at 14 released, like <laughs> give us a thousand dollars and I'll just be like shit. <laughs> what did I say? Is it worth a thousand dollars? But um. Who knows? Maybe that'll be that. That can be like a you know maybe maybe we'll uh, rebrand the show as some sort of serial esque investigation of all yeah. the dumb things we said as fourteen year olds on the internet. But um, could be interesting. But I'm sure we'll be coming back back at you soon. Uh, yes. This is gonna be this obviously as you know is slightly shorter than our episodes run, but we're putting in a lot of work behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, Wait, to... did you not want to talk about title? Oh yeah, we can talk about title. Let's let's talk about title. Okay. So, uh... It'll, we can do it real quick. Yeah, so, uh, maybe you've seen the reports, uh, and I think people are trying to maybe just, like, dig the, the corporate grave for Title too soon or something, but, maybe. so people are talking about how, um, you know, Title's not looking so hot, I did look it up, um, so apparently Title's fallen way down mm-hmm. the, the top grossing apps list. I looked before, Pandora is three, and, like, Spotify, I think, is Yeah, is I, like, read a thing that, like... Mm-hmm when titles release like help Spotify sales increase mm. or like and maybe I have a vested interest in Spotify as like a paying customer I don't want like my favorite artist to go to a new platform or something mm-hmm. and that's a whole headache yeah although Tidal I guess is trying to make it easy because there's like uh, they have, they're partnering with the service where you can import your Spotify playlist yeah uh, so I guess they're like poaching or something a little bit which you know what honestly like if corporations want to rip each other off that's like way better than them ripping like each like consumers off so sure. you do you Jay-Z but uh we do. We have noticed that the editorial content is a little bit low, and I think Look, that's bring that dictionary back because <laughs> I have. I'm using you know technology <laughs> here, and according to uh, what app is this? The Merriam-Webster dictionary app. Editorial uh, consists <laughs> of an essay in a newspaper or magazine that gives the opinion of its editors or publishers. Uh, title's not doing that. And I was promised exclusive editorial content. We're doing plenty of that. And so I think... true. Let's give Jay-Z and the rest of the title team a breakdown of the sort of editorial content we can bring. Well, they should just go back and read our Songs of the Summer posts. Those were good posts. I enjoyed those. Those were well curated. Yeah, right? Yeah. We we kept it concise. Only four songs. And those are the only four songs you'll need this summer. Guaranteed. That's it. Unless... I will say, with the caveat, unless Romeo Santos releases a new album, because the summers are not complete without Bachata. It's... yeah, I'm just saying, but um, but yeah, so that's pretty much all. I just that's yeah. my gripe. I just I don't see the editorial. I, it's not in yeah. the left pane. And another thing, I'll make, make one serious point. And like I, <sighs> obviously you can spend your money on whichever you want to spend it on. I'm not going to continue with my title subscription after the free month ends in like four days. Mm-hmm. But just as a point, like I can sort of hear the difference. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think I have, like, better equipment than most. Like, I, the speakers I use are stereo monitors, so it, like, reproduces the sound uh-huh. as it was produced. It doesn't color the sound in any way. So, like, I can hear, like, slight differences in, like, what I would on, I don't know, iTunes or Spotify or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, I hear, like, an extra echo or, like, 
right a little bit more reverb or like oh i didn't realize that was like quite pan to the left ear so far like it's nothing yeah. really that makes or breaks my music listening and, and you've definitely i mean in terms of like your background in music i feel like you probably have like a, a relatively good ear i think also for music for yeah, the general and it's population like, it's fine yeah. but it's also just like you get the same shit but on. I think in terms of the content I would bring to title, I have my final pitch for okay. Jay-Z. This is almost like a Shark Tank style thing. But I think we need a title amusement park based okay. on, you know, the sorts of things that the, you know, the, the people who are at the big title event go through. So, oh, my God. So, you know, uh, a, a, a Jay-Z, yeah, a Jay-Z themed attraction around, like, the Marcy Projects, okay. perhaps, you know. Right. You know, he talks about... Uh, in one of his unreleased tracks about like losing ninety two bricks uh, mm-hmm. and getting them back, um, you know maybe that's it. Maybe you get a bunch of Legos when you walk in or something. Okay. You know we want to keep it family friendly. Yes. Tile needs to make money. It does. And let's be real. You're not making money without attracting the children into it. You know what would you know what would Blue Ivy think if you were doing what would Blue Ivy think? Um, but I think you know some other nice things. You know you could. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a huge maze that's impossible to navigate and it's, you know, Kanye trying to deal with the media <laughs> on some occasions. <laughs> There's not an actual exit. You just get stuck there and everyone just complains at you. Right. Just the maze yells at you. Um, I think bumper cars playing with, like, exclusive, like, Rihanna, like, dance music yeah. would be a lot of fun. <laughs> or, like, or, or go-karts where all the sound effects are, like, Daft Punk things because I don't yeah. know how else to integrate them into this. That's true. That's yeah, not they're kind of hard to integrate. That's, yeah, um, that's the best way you could do it. You know, and... I don't know what Chris Martin's up to since, you know, he and Gwyneth are officially divorced, but maybe they he are. can, like, uh, you know, just lead karaoke for Coldplay songs. Like, honestly, like, I don't know what else he's... I guess they're coming out with a new album, I think, this year. Okay. Which is pretty soon, because I feel like they released one last year, but, um, you know, he can just, like, yeah. run karaoke, because, like, let's be real, like, I feel like sad karaoke to Coldplay songs is what every, every late yeah, 20 that person like aspires to. music as you're, like, you're leaving the park <laughs> can just be just, just Coldplay Tears karaoke. dripping down your face. Yeah. But anyway. So now so, that we've made title yeah. 400% better. Yeah. So uh, we're expecting that check. Uh, we uh, get in touch with our people. Our people is Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, so find Kelsey's info or ask us for it. We'll gladly uh, give you her contact information. She will sign the deal off and we'll be rich and you'll also be richer. So yes. Uh, with that, uh, this has been episode 10. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, episode 11 coming at you like always in two weeks yeah um until then take care